This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Course is in Tokozo Mbambo, there in the background, uh, the powerhouse uh, that she is, one of the biggest winners at uh, this year uh, South African Music Awards. Uh, we saw uh, those awards uh, take place uh, here in Gauteng, uh, in Pretoria, uh, that is over the weekend, and she walked away uh, with uh, just uh, the biggest gongs uh, when it comes to uh, the music industry. The 29th edition of uh, the Summers uh, coming through there. Uh, this morning uh, with In the Shadow of uh, His Wings, uh, that being one of of her uh, biggest hits uh, when it comes to her career here. Uh, Big congratulations, of course, uh, to Ntokozo Mbambo for winning big there at uh, the South African uh, Music Awards. I want us to go into our last uh, conversation for uh, this Tuesday morning and this is where uh, we go into this year-end fatigue. I'm sure uh, you've heard this phrase uh, punted around in the corridors of your workspace, uh, in the streets where people are just walking by. Uh, others are even just sitting there on the sidelines of those benches because they're tired. <laughs> It's, it's been a long year, all right? So, uh, yeah, let's talk about it uh, this morning with a professional, uh, this being our clinical psychologist, uh, Mukube Masi, who help us understand uh, medically uh, what uh, this year-end fatigue is all about and what it means and how then uh, we can also uh, just uh, prepare ourselves to uh, look into attending to uh, these issues of anxieties, of being overwhelmed, of being irritable, uh, tired, distracted, and the likes, especially when it comes to uh, this uh, part of the year, the last stretch of the year uh, where you see a lot of people saying we can't wait uh, for those laptops to be shut uh, for the year uh, so we can open them again uh, next year. So we are on 0861 uh, what, what are your coping mechanisms? Uh, what are you doing? How are you coping uh, where uh, this uh, year-end fatigue is concerned? Mahube, uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Katrakho, and a very good morning to the listeners at home. Yeah, no, thank you very much for uh, giving us uh, your time uh, this morning. Is there a scientific explanation of where we find ourselves uh, medically, uh, where, where this end of year fatigue is concerned? Because you hear a lot of people, it's like it's a, a buzzword around this time uh, where you hear a lot of people saying that I'm tired, like I just want this year to go. Uh, so, so, so is there some sort of a, a scientific or medical explanation uh, in terms of where we find ourselves around this year every year? Um, there's definitely the year end fatigue is definitely a thing that most mm. people will experience at some point in their lives, right? So, but it's also very important to be able to differentiate between just normal fatigue and some and fatigue that is more severe and chronic. Um, as we all, most of us would know that um, certain medical conditions would also have fatigue. So a person that would be experiencing a particular medical condition, one of the symptoms would be fatigue. So it's important to know, is it something more severe or is it because I've I've just had um, a lot of things happening in my life for that particular year? year, And if I get enough rest and relaxation, then I'll be able to sort of like get back um, feeling much better. So it's Mm -hmm. very important to be able to differentiate between just normal fatigue that most of us would feel towards the end of the year and something that is more chronic 
and more severe. So those are some of the differentiations that we need to be able to um, to make so that we can be able to come up with the right intervention to deal with that particular type of fatigue. Mm. And I guess your body uh, then in this particular regard becomes your guide, right? Uh, in terms of uh, just kind of giving you a sense of uh, Bukube, you, you've, you've really, uh, when you look at it, uh, have, have done a lot uh, this year. Maybe you need to take uh, a little bit of a step here or maybe just a reminder that remember that this year you haven't actually uh, taken your annual leave. Uh, maybe that is something somewhat of a consideration uh, for those people that are workaholics. Uh, and and, and uh, maybe one would say that uh, you need to listen to your body uh, when you're starting to become impatient, uh, you're anxious and you're overwhelmed, easily irritated, uh, you're irritable uh, and the likes. Uh, that's when you should tend to actually then take a step back to uh, kind of introspect. Um, um, so one of the things is when we get to this time of the year, we must always realize that, you know, when the year starts, we start off on a high. There's a lot of plans and goals that we set for ourselves. Mm. So depending on certain things that we've gone through throughout the year, when we get towards the end of the year, there's certain things that our bodies will start to feel. Like you said, irritability is one of them. Um, one of the major signs of fatigue would be, you know, that feeling of how do you feel in the morning when you have to get up for it? So struggling to really start your day, struggling to wake up in the morning. So that feeling of dread that people would often feel um, at this time of day is one of the major symptoms that will indicate to you that um, maybe you need to rest. Maybe you haven't really taken enough time throughout the year to relax, to focus on yourself, focus on um, healing your body uh, from all the strains that it might have gone through for the majority of the year. So also even sometimes when we don't listen to our emotions, Uh right, the body starts responding physically. So you start developing physical um, pains, like your chest pains, your headaches. Those are also um, symptoms that if you pay attention to, they would basically be indicating to you that maybe you're just very fatigued and you need some time off. Uh, and also when you look at it, uh, it can it can be a dangerous space uh, for one to find themselves in. You can correct me there, if I'm wrong, uh, because if you know you're cutting or you're, you are just symbolizing or, uh, or showing you know, or positioning yourself or you're coming across as a lonely figure in this particular space where you're anxious, where you're getting all of these body pains and the likes. Others would say you can also even find yourself really depressed around this particular space. Medically, there could be a need for you to seek attention. Definitely. So that is the one thing that sometimes um, people overlook. The fact that, you know, Fatigue, like I said earlier when I started off, that fatigue can also be an indication or a symptom of something much more serious. Mm. Um, Your psychiatric disorders such as anxiety Mm. and depression, one of the major symptoms of those psychiatric disorders is fatigue, right? Mm. Certain medical conditions as well, one of the major symptoms would be fatigue. So it's quite important to be able for us for us to be able to pay attention to how our bodies feel, how our bodies are responding, so that we can be able to sort of like get the appropriate um, um, 
interventions to help us cope with whatever it is that we are going through. So a lot of the times it's important to be able to um, identify the stressor or or the the cause of the fatigue. So once we address the stressor or the cause of that particular fatigue, then we are we are able to then um, deal and uh, sort of like cope with whatever it is that we've been experiencing. And also when you look at it, I mean, while doing my research here in terms of preparing for this particular conversation with you, I saw that it cannot just only be attributed to the maybe the workload or the school and everything else that comes with your nine to five, but also the socioeconomic challenges, what one is going through, what one is constantly worried about. When all of this is said and done, it becomes a little bit heavier. Uh, for you towards the end of the year uh, where then the socioeconomic challenges and the fact that now we are also heading into uh, that uh, festive space where you need money and the likes, all of these things can also add on uh, to where then we find uh, people starting to become all panicky or uh, just unsettled uh, when you look at uh, where they find themselves triggered as well uh, by a lot of things that are happening uh, around uh, this particular space. Uh, so so it, it can also you can also be affected by uh, what is happening around you uh, politically, uh, socially, and the likes, uh, some of the things that are not of your doing. Definitely. So if we look at the past three years, right, we mm. have been going through, uh, since COVID, we haven't really emotionally recovered from that. Mm. And a lot of things, we had to adapt to a lot of changes in the past three years. And all of these things also have an impact. Sometimes we might overlook things like load shedding. Mm. But if you think about how our emotional experiences of load shedding, what happens when there's unplanned power cuts? The stress that just comes with that can have tremendous um, negative impact on one's well-being. Things like um, the financial aspects of how we've been We've had to adapt to the repo rate and all of these changes mm. that have been going on in the past three years. All of these things also do have an impact in terms of how do we then cope with our everyday um, functioning and everyday stresses that we come across. Also, lifestyle um, decisions that we make. So somebody that um, drinks or takes illegal drinks, uh, drugs quite often, we must remember these substances would cause us to go on a high, and then from that high we drop. So if you're mm. constantly being on a high and you're dropping, eventually your your body is going to struggle to sort of like cope with all of that, the high and the drop all of the time. Mm. So lifestyle cho- um, choices that we make do also have an impact in terms of the kind of stresses that we are dealing with. Mm. Lack of emotional support is another factor that also comes into play. So when one is highly stressed and they don't have support system, that can also impact how we deal with the stress, how we manage the stress. Um, and another thing is also the type of personality traits that we have. So certain personality traits are more prone to um, the person having higher levels of stress and higher levels of anxiety. Um, we have what we call the type A personality so somebody with a type A personality would be somebody that is very, is very high structured, high performer. So this person is most likely to have high levels of stress and high levels of anxiety because they have to always have things in order. Mm. 
And when things are not in order, it causes them a lot of stress. So having that type of personality on its own can increase the risk of actually being fatigued <laughs> towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And then how, how do we then uh, cope? Let, let's talk uh, solutions here uh, for those people uh, that may find themselves going through uh, the most around uh, this uh, time. I mean, you've spoken about uh, lifestyle choices in the space that I operate. Uh, you know, you, you'd hear people at the end of the day saying, oh, if I can only have a cold one. You know, and they like so a cold one every day is like a cold one every day, and at that point in time, it it becomes some sort of a coping mechanism for for one, and and that's a dangerous one. When you look at it, how do we actually cope when you find yourself in this particular space? Do I increase my exercise? You know, maybe go four times than two times in a week. Do I, you know, more or less find myself going out some more with people? So I can talk and feel alive? Uh, do I find myself uh, drinking or smoking more? Uh, how do we actually uh, cope? Uh, how, how do you advise one to actually, you know, more or less rally and journey uh, where this uh, year-end fatigue is concerned? The, the starting point of finding coping mechanism is basically to be able to get to a point where you acknowledge that you do have fatigue, where you are able to... Um, have that conversation with yourself that I'm not coping, I'm not doing well, what is it that I can do to get back on the horse, basically, right? So what's also quite important is to identify the stressor. So what is it that might have contributed to you feeling the way that you are feeling? So once we are able to tackle the the actual stressor, that makes things a bit more easier. But also making relaxation a priority. So most of us would struggle with uh, having a balance between our work and our social life. So trying to find a balance in terms of those kind of areas, that can also help quite a lot. Exercise is also very important. Um, Setting boundaries is another uh, important factor. For example, if you are somebody that doesn't have very clear boundaries, at work, you might be the target of having every, everyone push their work onto your desk and you having to deal with it because you don't know how to say no. You don't know what is, what is, what is meant for you, what is not meant for you. So even having clear boundaries, that can also assist the person in terms of avoiding having to find themselves in this space at the end of the year. Right? And also being able to even say no to certain social interactions. It's very important to be able to know that um, just because you get an invite doesn't necessarily mean that you have to honor every single invite. Being able to um, identify that, okay, I'm not feeling like I I want social interaction. Maybe I shouldn't honor this invite and being able to just say no to social invite, that can also assist the person. Having a balanced diet is another thing because Mm. as we all know as well that what we eat also contributes to how we feel, um, also our image, our self-image. If you are eating very unhealthy, that can have an impact in terms of how you are perceiving yourself as an individual. So all of these things are quite important in terms of the coping mechanisms that one can engage in to cope with um, having high levels of um, fatigue. But I think lastly, the other most important yeah. one would also be time management. Mm. Being able to manage your time appropriately so that you prioritize tasks that are most important to you. 
So mm. that also mm. would basically contribute more positively once you learn how to do that for yourself. Yeah, no, that is very, very important. And all of these things, I think everyone should try about all means to ap- apply them, you know, finding a balance, exercising, uh, setting boundaries, being able to say no, if you can't, uh, you know, afford to go out socially, if you, you're not uh, mentally ready for that, uh, don't go, don't hit the bottle, don't drink a lot and think that's a solution uh, because the festivities have started indirectly uh, when you look at it, Mohube, uh, where the festivities if season is concerned people are drinking every day <laughs> every day so it's a it's a party in a way as a way of coping here uh, but that uh, really uh, like Mukube said can be a lifestyle uh, uh, just a trait uh, that will tend to uh, set you back uh, a bit Mukube uh, thank you very much for giving us your time uh, this morning how do people follow your work uh, so I am available at on all social media platforms I'm also available on 063-404-9225. So those are my contact details. Mm. And my practice is in Rodibot. Uh, yes, so that's how people can get hold of me. Yeah, Mokube, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you always school us uh, and we always better positioned uh, just after speaking to you. Uh, so really appreciate you and uh, don't be a stranger. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. You really appreciate it there. Mokube, uh, Joyce Masi is a clinical psychologist. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.